The Colorado Equals Security Podcast is your local source for regional security news, local events, and interviews with key individuals in the region. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Reck and Alex Wood. Hello, and welcome to Colorado Equals Security. Uh, this is episode 58 for March 12th, and this is the newscast. Um, I am here with Drew, Drew Labo. Thanks for having me again, Alex. Uh, Rob is off again on an amazing adventure. So we've uh, got a, a fill-in again. Um, you know, I know everybody's thinking, why is Rob always the one that's off doing something else? Well, you'll be happy to know that I do get to take vacation next week, and, and we'll have another co-host for you. Uh, but for the time being, it's me and Drew, so you get to hear us this week. Uh, so we'll go ahead and jump into the news. Uh, a couple announcements first. Uh, first, as you guys know, last week we announced our uh, Patreon. So thank you. We had a couple people sign up this week for the uh, the Patreon support. Um, actually, we had two at the $10 a month level, which is awesome. So those folks are going to get a t-shirt. And as part of that, we have to give them recognition on the show. So I want to give a quick shout out to Chris Abbey and to Andre Gata. Um, thank you very much for the support. And if you guys go out uh, to our Patreon uh, we would love to get additional support to help uh, support the podcast. Also, we have our Slack channel, so go out and check that out. Some great conversations going on there. Um, you can uh, sign up for our newsletter on the website. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And then make sure to review us and uh, hopefully give us good readings on those. So, Drew, let's jump into the news. Let's do this. First, we've got some great news this week. Uh, for all of you that have uh, bought wine baskets or you know bottles of booze at your local PTA auctions, well, now that's no longer illegal. So congratulations, you guys are in the clear. And let's see some cybersecurity events with some straining hands whiskey, right? For uh, for a prize, as an example, let's let's get into this. Exactly. Yeah. So previously, um, I'm not sure this is something that people would have really thought of, but auctioning off alcohol at a charity event was illegal. Uh, so one of our great legislators thought, hey, you know what? That's kind of silly. You don't shouldn't really have to have a liquor license to auction something off, uh, alcohol off at a, a charity event. So they uh, they put through a law and, and Governor Hickenlooper signed that at the beginning of the month. So everyone's free and clear now. Good stuff. And, you know, when I think about why is this pertinent to cybersecurity, uh, sometimes I think being in security field might make us want to drink heavily. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, next... Uh, Amazon had a, an announcement this week that they're going to open a physical bookstore in Colorado. So it looks like they're going to open one location to start at Park Meadows. Um, I guess this is just the next step in Amazon taking over the world. Yes, Amazon Skynet. <laughs> yeah, and so, I, you know, I have heard, I think you said, Drew, that, uh, that they are looking at this, you know, sort of as a market research, not really looking to you know, put a big footprint in terms of physical locations. But um, again, they're, they got to get their data so they can figure out how to take over the world. Absolutely. Fun stuff. Go Amazon. And we'll see if they come to Denver, right, for the headquarters. I heard it's a long shot from what I've read, but who knows? You never Maybe. can tell. Uh, next, we have a niche ranking Colorado's top 20 high schools for STEM. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we talk about that a lot uh, on the podcast, trying to make sure that you know, we're pushing cybersecurity into schools and, uh, you know, along with all the other uh, STEM education that is out there. So 
the Business Journal this week had a ranking of the top 20 STEM schools, uh, high schools in Colorado. It included uh, Kent Denver, Fairview High School, uh, Cherry Creek, um, I believe Arapahoe was on there, Vail Mountain School, if you want to live in the mountains, uh, Devlin Junior and Senior High in, in Jefferson County, lots of good ones on there. Uh, so check that out. And, uh, you know, if you want your kid to be in a STEM career, these might be good places to look at. Yeah, I was surprised Warren Tech is not on this list. I've heard so much about that living out in Jefferson County. Um, but it's nice to see these this ranking and that someone is actually paying attention and thinking about this. Exactly. And then uh, next, along those same lines, um, we just had the 28th annual Colorado Science Bowl. So this is a high school uh, competition um, where a bunch of high schools get together, um, answer a bunch of questions around uh, science. And this year, Fort Collins High School was the winner. And, you know, we just had this previous story that talked about uh, STEM schools and the best ones out there. Well, strangely enough, uh, Fort Collins High School wasn't on there. So I guess, uh, you know, you can still get a good STEM education even if you're not at the top 20. Yeah, it is a little bit curious. It's not on that list. You know, it's interesting when you think about uh, the state of Colorado, we have a bigger security community than anyone might expect, I think, if you look at the entire United States. And I was thinking about this when I read this article. We have, if you look at Colorado and the, the history here of, of science, we have NIST, uh, Lockheed Martin, National Renewable Energy Laboratory, National, we National Weather Service Center, Air Force Academy down in Colorado Springs, Colorado School of Mines. And I started to think, think about the engineering, the mechanic mechanical engineering way back in the day, right? We, we were a leader there, right, for our mines. So it's just interesting to look at why are we such a science leader? Why are we such a great community, security community? seems like we have a history here, right, of, yeah, of for science. Sure. So um, pretty neat to see. Um, let's wish Fort Collins High School luck. They're actually going to be going to Washington, D.C. April 26th through 30th um, to compete at the National Science Bowl representing Colorado. So really cool and congratulations. Nice. That should be great. Uh, next, there was an article this week from Red Canary. Uh, cryptocurrency trends, will ransomware be overtaken by miners? So basically, um, some discussion here around, you know, what path um, criminals will take, cyber criminals, uh, to essentially to make their money, right? So we've seen giant amounts of ransomware over the past few years, um, but it, it's starting to creep up a little bit. Instead of uh, these folks trying to infect your site with ransomware to get some money out of you, Instead, putting it cryptocurrency miners um, on your site so that you can, they can use your uh, your CPU to make money instead. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting article. Not something I would have thought about. And are, are we giving people new ideas, right? As we just we talk about stuff like this, maybe. But um, I, I noticed they talked about how bots are built for this, right? Let's let's take over a host. Um, let's u utilize it. Uh, I start to wonder if, if this starts to happen and we try to make a counterplay, are we going to start looking at how much power consumption is coming out of CPUs, right? right? Who knows? Um, it's like playing whack-a-mole trying to stay ahead of these guys. Yeah, so uh, I guess we will just have to see. Uh, next, Webroot, they announced uh, that they have four years of double-digit revenue growth. So anyone who has listened to the podcast for a while, just about every quarter, uh, we have had a story that said, uh, you know, Webroot has another quarter of double-digit growth. Well, it looks like they've had that for four years straight now. Uh, so congratulations to them. Uh, you know, not a, a uh, you know, a huge amount of news in this particular story. Um, but this is, you know, just one where Webroot continues to grow. So I, I think that's good stuff. Love to see Colorado companies doing well. Uh, next, 
we have um, an announcement from Automox. They've secured $2 million in funding, um, and they do patch management, vulnerability management. Uh, and I think it's an interesting space. I've managed security programs and try to try to patch systems. It's like bailing water out of a sinking ship sometimes, right? Um, and then as you patch, are you going to cause problems? So um, anything in this space to help a little bit, uh, I think is great. It'd be interesting to look at their model and, and what they're going to bring to the table in this space that's been around a long time. Yeah, and I actually got a chance this week to sit down with uh, Jay Prassel, who's the CEO over there at Automox, to, to do an interview. So he's going to be on an upcoming show. Uh, and he actually, he talked about this funding. Um, it's interesting, they, they're not necessarily going too big yet, you know, $2 million of funding. And a lot of this was... Um, you know, getting some of uh, these these participants and and visionaries from different places on board. Ron Gula, uh, Art Coviello, Tim Belcher, Roger Thornton, uh, big names sort of in the security industry. Um, you know, chipping in to help uh, uh, bump up Automox and you know really showing that this is a problem that needs to be solved. So good stuff there. Uh, and then finally, uh, there was an announcement this week from. Uh, GTRI in Route 9B. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about GTRI on the, on the show before, but you know they're a, a local reseller, um, service provider, and they're partnering with Route 9B, who we have definitely talked about on the uh, the show before. So they're partnering to deliver secure cloud solutions. So it, it looks like uh, you know Route 9B, who does security services, MSS kind of work, um, you know managed SOC, um, is going to be you know partnering with G GTRI. To help secure some of those cloud services that they that they provide, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so that is it for the news for this week. So why don't we jump over and talk about our trivia? So last week our trivia question was: What is the top security company protecting Colorado's cannabis stash? So we actually we didn't get a correct answer, but we did have someone who got really close and had some other answers that um, probably could have been correct answers. So uh, the correct answer that we had was Blue Line Protection Group. Um, so they are um, a protection service for the cannabis industry. Um, we got a, a couple answers from someone uh, named James W. James did not provide his last name. Um, I, I guess I can understand if we're asking a question about, uh, about marijuana, maybe, maybe you don't wanna provide your whole name. Uh, but that's uh, that's good anyway. Congratulations, James. Uh, we'll get you in, in contact with Andre and get you your prize for winning this week's trivia. So moving on to the trivia question for this week. This one is going to be a, a little bit different, and we're going back to the uh, questions about the podcast. So the question is, what was the best interview from last year and why? So this one is totally subjective. Um, totally on you guys to give us some good answers. You know, what is one interview that you liked and why was it the best? Um, and we'll take a look at all those submissions and figure out which one we like the best. Excellent. Next, we're going to look at the upcoming events for the next couple weeks in uh, Colorado. So we have the ISSA Denver March meetings, March 13th and 14th. Uh, we've got the sea level at Mile High on the 15th. This is, again, the uh, great networking opportunity for uh, executives with the, uh, the CTA. It's one of their big networking events of the year. Next, we have ISACA's March meeting. Um, they're doing combat fraud and corruption with data analytics as their, their subject for that meeting. Uh, also on the 15th, SecureSet has their cybersecurity expert series with Chris Roberts of Acalvio. 
That should be very interesting. I always like to hear Chris talk. Indeed. Um, ISC Square Denver. Um, for those of you that know security certifications, CISSP is one of theirs. Um, they're having their March meeting, um, and that is going to be on March 15th. Um, ISACA, um, we got a note this week from the folks that are doing the um, certification training for ISACA, and their uh, certification training is coming up starting on the 17th. So uh, if you are a an ISACA member and you are looking to get a CISA a CISM or a C-RISC certification. Um, being a chapter member, you get access to this free certification training. Um, I am CISM certified. And when I did that, I went through their, uh, their security training for the, uh, for the certification. Great training. It's taught by ISACA chapter members. They do this all in-house. Uh, you get together on Saturdays for, for several months and talk through the, the material. Really, really helpful. So if you're thinking about doing one of those uh, certifications, um, and you're an ISACA member, it's free. If you're not, maybe it's a good idea to sign up to be an ISACA member. Next, we have the later co Lady Coders on March 20th. They're doing a meeting centered around personal branding, brand yourself for a pivot, uh, which I think that's great, right? In, in the security community, a lot of times we, may, we might want to change careers or do something different. So that should be very interesting. And I, I love to see all the women that are getting together doing these, these events. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. In Denver, it's really neat. Uh, CSA is also having a meeting on the 20th. Uh, this is their uh, March meeting. Next, we have uh, the DenSec North meetup on March 21st. Yeah, and actually, um, I think we need to change that title. I think we mentioned this last week, too. Uh, DenSec is sort of changing up a little bit. I think instead of doing a North and South meeting, they're only going to do a, a single monthly meeting. Uh, but it is on the 21st, and I think you can still check out their, uh, their Twitter to see where that's going to be. I think they're going to be a little more central. Um, ISSA Denver is doing a happy hour on the 23rd of March. And that looks like it's at the Lila B Lounge down in Greenwood Village. Exciting. And then our last event for the next two weeks, SecureSet is doing a Capture the Flag Cybersecurity Hackathon also on the 23rd. So exciting stuff. So that's all for events. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over into our jobs. Uh, first on the list, Coal Fire is looking for a director in their healthcare practice. Cognizant is also looking for a security manager for corporate security, focused on GRC, governance, risk, and compliance. Uh, Prologis is looking for an IT governance, risk, and compliance manager. Coalfire also has a, a position open as a principal in their service organization controls practice, or SOC. Yeah, so if you want to be someone that goes out and, and does SOC reports, probably the most exciting thing on earth, you can, can do that. Um, Staples, they are looking for a senior application security engineer. ProtectWise is seeking a DevOps engineer. CenturyLink is looking for an Information Security Engineer 1. Direct Defense uh, has a position open for Logarithm Security Analyst. Uh, and it's interesting, right? They didn't just put SIM Analyst. They specifically said they want Logarithm. So yep. I like it. Go Logarithm. Love Colorado Company and a great ISSA Denver sponsor. Uh, Pearson is looking for a Senior Cloud Security Engineer um, around DevSecOps. And finally, we have uh, Lender Live looking for an information security analyst. Awesome. And that is it for the jobs this week. Um, and so that is it for the newscast. Uh, coming up, we have an interview this week. I sat down with James Johnson, who is the president of the ISSA Denver chapter. Um, sort of coincidentally, since Drew is here and James is the vice president of the ISSA Denver chapter. I'm the vice, yeah, I'm the vice president. James is the president. 
Um, so, you know, got to talk to, to James a little bit um, about ISSA Denver, uh, you know, what he's been up to, what the chapter's been up to. So uh, look forward for an exciting interview there. Excellent. Well, awesome. Thanks again, Drew, for filling in. And uh, let's go listen to that interview. Everyone do the snow dance. Let's get some more snow for the rest of the ski season here. There you go. Thanks, and we'll talk to everybody next week. Uh, this is Michael Glenn. I'm Vice President of Security at Cable Labs. This is Colorado Equals Security. For Colorado Security Professionals, by Colorado Security Professionals. So this is Colorado Equals Security, and this is our feature interview. And today I have the pleasure of talking with James Johnson. James, welcome. Thank you, Alex. We really appreciate being with you today. Awesome. And so James is the current president of the ISSA Denver chapter, uh, largest ISSA chapter in the world. <laughs> got to get that plug in there. Um, and I've known James for a number of years now, um, back to when I was uh, on the ISSA board. Absolutely. That goes um, back to 2011, 2010. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so James, um, I'm sure many people out there know you, but why don't we uh, give an introduction to who you are, um, what you've done, how okay. you got to where you are today. So uh, I came back, I came from a technical background, uh, electrical engineering. I majored in information systems and digital controls. And I came out of school, I worked in robotics and Ooh. I automated manufacturing plants and then had the opportunity to move to a Department of Energy facility which was definitely high security so I started getting indoctrinated into security uh, working on nuclear reactors, specialty nuclear chemical facilities and so security w was everything. And then I moved over into the IT field and when I was the manager of end-user computing, the executive vice president called me and said, James, I need you to take a temporary six-month assignment in information security. And this would have been in early 2001. So okay. it's supposed to be six months. And he said, look, you know, we've got a million-dollar fine from the Department of Energy. We have congressional oversight you've got to go solve these problems. And I knew the people in information security had great respect for them. Went over and six months, we pretty much had things going fairly well. So, and, and then the next thing that happened was 9-11. And I was sitting in the security operations center when 9-11 happened. Wow. So we were watching it on the screens, knowing uh, what's, what's happening here, what we've got to do. So what was a six month temporary assignment became permanent very quickly. And I was happy about that because I was really enjoying the work in information security. Uh, the corporate company called from Boise, Idaho and said, we want you to come and start our corporate information security program. So that allowed me to move from the government sector over to the private sector. At the same time, still overseeing government sector work. So was able to start that program for a Fortune 500 company. And this is really where I became involved in ISSA. We had the largest uh, corporation there in Boise. We had several of us as members of ISSA and we would help put on the ISSA security conference in our facility. And what, what company was this? This was at the time was Washington Group International. Okay. And so of course it's an engineering and construction company and was bought out multiple times and that's how I ended up in Denver in 2010. And so it wasn't long and I was at an ISSA event, got to meet you and uh, later on got to meet Rob. So just really have enjoyed being part of the 
uh, security community here in Denver and really have enjoyed watching it really explode over the last several years. So I've had the great opportunity of, of working in Fortune 500 companies of the government and the private sector and then in 2015 had the opportunity to do consultant work and have really enjoyed that. So it really helped me get into multiple sectors and to understand a lot of the different challenges. So overall, I've really enjoyed information security. So I, I wonder if you could talk for a minute about the, the differences that you see from the government side to the private sector side. Because um, I think it, you know, it's interesting that the couple markets that we have here in Colorado. So you know, you've got you know, the greater Denver area, which is almost exclusively you know, private sector companies. There is some government work up here. And then you've got you know, Colorado Springs, which is almost exclusively government and government contracting work uh, for security. You know, as we go through and we do the, the jobs every week, um, you know, I usually pull for Metro Denver and things like that, but you know, sometimes I'll, I'll look in Colorado Springs and you look at it, it's, it's, the jobs are completely different. So I wonder if you know, maybe you can comment on that. Sure, well, when I was in the government sector, I did classified work. And so all of that was very, very rigid in terms of, it wasn't a standard, it was a government mandate of exactly what you had to do. So your program was measured exactly by what was specified as, as far as requirements. And then when we looked at our unclassified side, at the time the internet really wasn't that well known and as that came on, as wireless came on, then all of a sudden people are like, wait a minute, the risk has totally changed. So what kind of standards should we have? And there really weren't standards. Right. And, and so um, that's where NIST 800 series started coming yep. in. You know, We had a group that made comments on those and helped. Uh, get those where they are today but you know when I look at that I almost say when you went over to the private sector what standards so right. so you've got responsibilities you know you need security but what is your standard someone may not be telling you what standard you have to meet so you have to decide what standard is right for that organization and apply that standard of course there's PCI DSS that's mandated in certain areas and you know more standards have come out but the biggest difference to me was government was very structured in in terms of what you had to meet and then the private sector was very loose and you really had to define your your program and in a way to me the private sector was a more of a challenge because you you had to do that analysis you right. had to do that risk assessment and that gap analysis to determine what you needed to do well I'm sure um, you, obviously you had less flexibility too right so it's uh, you know whether it made sense or not whether it was uh, focusing on the risks that you had you had to do these exact same things. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then the government started realizing, hey, just because you have a standard doesn't mean you're secure. Right. And then they started down the path of, let's look at this from a risk-based approach. And to me, that's really the way security should be done, right? Uh, look at the organization, see where the risks are, and do what's right for the organization. Completely agree, completely agree. All right, so you, you were in uh, Boise, you moved down here, um, what is it that you're, uh, besides being the, the ISSA uh, president, what, what is it that you're up to today? 
Uh, I am currently the cybersecurity program manager out at DIA, Denver International Airport, and there I really bridge the project management organization and the CISO's organization, so I'm responsible overall for all the cybersecurity projects happening at the airport. So it's been a real exciting challenge. It's a little different than what I've done. Uh, I think 61 million passengers came through the airport yeah, last you know, year. Just a couple. Exactly, and so you're pro providing services to them, and, th and th that's a different view for me. But it's really been a great challenge, and I've really enjoyed working with Tim Coogan, the CISO there, who has a really great vision for Denver International awesome. Airport. Yeah, I, I like Tim a lot. I'm, I'm sure you guys are doing great stuff out there. Sure. So, um, so you're here. You got involved with the ISSA chapter. Um, you know, along the way, we got you involved right. on, on the ISSA board, and you know, lo and behold, uh, you know, people kept stepping back, and, and you stepped forward to to be president. So, congratulations on oh, that. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, so, uh, I don't know if maybe you want to tell us a little bit about the the ISSA chapter in Denver. You know, we we do. Sure. Rob and I talk about it a fair amount, but maybe I'll get get well, your perspective on that. Well, let me talk a little bit about how. You know, I arrived to where I am today yeah. with ISSA. So I got into Denver, really busy, a lot of things happening. And I really didn't go to a chapter meeting. And then I was like, you know, I've just got to get involved. So I go. I really like the organization and the leadership with you and then to Rob. And I'm going, hey, this is really a great opportunity. Got involved as the uh, recording secretary. That was somewhat of a... Uh, you didn't have to know everything was going on, but you were learning everything that was occurring and then had the opportunity to be the volunteer coordinator. So I'm now really getting a great opportunity to talk to all these different people, finding out what their experiences are and really enjoyed that. And then the opportunity came along to uh, be the president of the organization and I've really enjoyed that. And being the president of the organization, I have a duty today uh -oh. to, uh, as the president of the Denver ISSA, with unanimous recommendation from the board of directors and in coordination with Denver ISACA, on behalf of the greater Denver area security community, we present to Alex Wood and Rob Reck recognition for one year of Colorado Equal Security dedicated service, solidifying Colorado as the premier location for security companies and talent in the world, and helping to further the global security cause both locally and internationally. So I feel that we can speak for the overall uh, community here in Denver. You and Rob have done an awesome job with Colorado Equal Security and set, I think February 6th of 2017 was your first podcast. Yep. And we're here at a year. Can you believe it's been a year? Uh, it, it is hard to believe. And, and thank you very much is the first thing that I'll say uh, for those people that are listening. Th th this was not a setup. We had already planned to, to have James on for the interview. And uh, you know when he showed up today, I, I got this great surprise. So we, we really appreciate the award. It's been fun. Um, you know, we're, we're working hard to, to help highlight Colorado and the stuff that we're doing around here for, for information security. So much appreciated and, and thanks for all that you're doing as well. And from a ISSA standpoint, I can tell you your website is really a blessing. It really helps us in that. So in the past when we would schedule events, it was very hard for us to know what was going on in the community. Yep. And we would schedule an event and just schedule right on top of someone else. So there would be, well, I've got to choose whether I'm going to this event or the yep. other event. So 
We have our own internal calendar, but that doesn't do us a lot of good other than we don't schedule over ourselves. Now we go to the Colorado Equal Security website, bring up the calendar. I can see every event going on, and this is totally awesome because I can go, oh, we're not going to have it that day. Let's move it out a week and let's plan around here. So it helps us distribute those opportunities uh, you know, when people can't attend different events. And that's just one area that you're you're helping the community and, and overall. And, and another way is I have people call and, hey, I'm new to the Denver area. I'm just moving in. I'm in IT security. Who am I supposed to talk to? How do I know who the organizations? How do I know what's going on? Or I might have someone that's just getting out of school and saying, hey, I really want an information security uh, career. What do I do? And I tell them about ISSA, but I say, look, you've got to go to this Colorado Equal Security. I said, you need to understand all these organizations going on and listen to these podcasts and know who you're interviewing with potentially before you go. So it, it's, I, I think overall, it's just totally been great for the community overall. Well, good. I'm glad, you know, that uh, those, the things that you talked about were obviously some of our goals that we were trying to do. So I'm glad to hear that it's working. So uh, I'm going to deflect the, the focus on me back to you. Um, the, the ISSA Denver chapter, they do a lot of things. Uh, one of the things that I think people might not be as aware of is some of the stuff that's happened recently, especially with the special interest sure. groups. So I, I wonder if uh, maybe you talk a little bit about the, the special interest groups that, that you guys have and, and what they are and, sure. and how they operate. Yeah, so uh, special interest groups, some people may refer to them as uh, industry verticals. That's easier for some people to understand. But as a chapter, we got to looking and saying, hey, we have a dinner meeting. We meet for an hour to two hours and we cover a topic. But what our members were telling us is we really want to delve into some topics. We said, well, how do you do this? And the idea was, let's have these special interest groups. Let's let them meet however long they want, maybe four hours or so, and they can delve into topics. The first one that we launched was the healthcare. And that was a great success. Uh, we had visitors like the Office of Civil Rights Lawyer come in and talk about HIPAA. So she is personally managing HIPAA violations. So we're hearing firsthand yeah, what great. is occurring there. So we delve into topics uh, such as that and we try to make them fun and try to give a lot of flexibility on where those are done. Uh, we have the Women in Security organization, which was a huge success. I think the inaugural meeting was over 100 individuals there, and they're, they're doing an awesome job with that program and, and, and bringing women into the field and really being an encouragement. So uh, really kudos to that uh, group for, and what they're doing. We also have a government SIG, and so uh, government is, is a wide net, right? Yep. It's been broadcast very wide. And so what we expect is gonna happen with the government SIG is as we bring these people together, they're gonna say, hey, maybe we want one that's focused in on education. Maybe we want one that's focused in uh, city, county government. So uh, we've got a, a great group started there. We've got a finance group and uh, I went to a couple of their meetings and, and doing a great uh, GDPR. I didn't even know how to spell GDPR. <laughs> I went to a finance uh, SIG and oh, I'm not an expert on GDPR, but I sure know what it is and I know that there's lots of implications that I have to look out for. So that, you know, that's just an example of some of the things that you can learn. And then uh, we've also launched an oil and gas as well. There, I think, 
forget how, it's tens of thousands of people that are involved in the oil and gas community here in Denver. I didn't realize it was so large. And so we're looking for that one to take off as well. Yeah, and I, you know, I had a previous job working in oil and gas. Um, and before I had that job, I didn't realize how big it was in Denver. Um, you know, before the, the drop in, in oil prices, I heard a statistic that something like 70% uh, of the, uh, the office space in downtown Denver was oil and gas companies, yeah. which is, it, I mean, I don't know if that was the true number or not, but I mean, it's just, it's crazy how many uh, oil and gas companies Well, have I do have a true here. number associated with the impact when the oil prices did drop so low. About 40,000 jobs in the Denver area were impacted. Of course, we've totally recovered from that with, with everything else going on. But uh, yeah, we have a large oil and gas present here in Denver. Yeah, well, it's good to hear that's going on. Um, so is that one, has that one kicked off or that one's going to be coming soon? Um, it's very close. I, you know, it's a good question. I don't think they've had their first meeting, but it's, it's very, very close. So if anybody out there has a question about a special interest group or wants to have more information, they can reach out to me. Just go to the denver.issa.org and uh, just send it to President Denver ISSA and I'll be glad to respond to you. Awesome. Typically, I respond within 24 hours, so give me a few hours to get to it. <laughs> but uh, we try to be responsive uh, to those questions and try to help people. I know how that goes. Um, and that, that brings up a great point. Um, ISSA, like some of the other organizations in town, is a nonprofit. Um, it, it's run by all volunteers. Um, so, I mean, I think that that is uh, one of the things that makes it so great. Um, you, you have other organizations that are, you know, commercial entities where, you know, they're they're doing this, you know, maybe to help the community, but also to get a, get a buck, and you know, people like ISSA just um, you're in it for the community. Right. So we have about 20 individuals associated with our board of directors now, and like you say, we are all volunteers, and uh, you know, our, our whole focus is developing information system security professionals. And our secondary is to help further the information security goal and community in terms of, you know, advancing the profession and how well we do our jobs. So you know, that's our focus. That's why we have meetings. We have educational opportunities. Uh, I like to see, you know, some people that really want to get into speaking, give them opportunity to get up and speak in front of the crowd. You know, you're amongst friends here. And so whatever we can do to help uh, whether it's educate or whether to give them an opportunity and volunteering. Volunteering is a great opportunity to expand your horizons and get to know people and contacts. And it, it, I think volunteering is really, really awesome in terms of advancing one career if they're interested in it. That's not why you're volunteering. That's just one of the you know, things that happen when, when you do. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. Um, you know, I got into volunteering with the ISSA um, because I wanted to give back, because I wanted to be more involved with the community. But it really has helped my career, just getting to know people, uh, getting involved with the community. Um, I, I really think that it definitely, it gives back um, as much or more than you put in, so. Yeah, and the networking, if, if, you know, if you're even in a technical job and you've got a security problem, if you've been to these events, if you've been networking with people, there's probably someone that's already run across that problem. And here's the one thing I, that really attracted me to the information security profession, more so than any other area of IT or either in process control. 
if I've got a security problem, even if you're one of my competitors, even you know, if you're half a world away, you're willing to help me with that problem. Yep. We are all after the same goal, and that is protecting the information and the assets and make sure those, the, you know, those that want to harm us don't make it in. And so I was just astounded the first time. I mean, I, had, I was sitting in a room with competitors and we were all trying to solve this problem. It benefited us all. It, yep. As a matter of fact, it went far greater than just benefiting those that were in the room. It you know, benefited everyone else that were able to apply those solutions. So really like information security for that. So if someone wants to get involved with ISSA, you know, we talked about some new stuff that you're doing, but what, what about some of the uh, you know, sort of traditional stuff that you're doing. So, you know, do you have chapter meetings, uh, volunteer opportunities? What, what's some more information on that? Oh, sure. Well, first of all, speakers. Yep. Uh, we love to have uh, a wide variety of speakers, and whether you're wanting to speak on something very technical or maybe something more at the management level or administrative level, we would welcome that. Uh, we are always looking for people to help with chapter meetings. Uh, we have uh, happy hours, and we just got two of those scheduled very recently so we got a lot of uh, energy in that area but you know someone could just say hey I want to put this meeting on I'm going to take responsibility for getting the location getting whomever is going to speak or what that structure is going to be uh, we uh, definitely have opportunities like volunteer coordinator I'm the president but I'm still doing volunteer coordinator nation so when that person comes along that really wants to get to meet individuals coming in and learn more about them and learn more about the chapter that's a good opportunity uh, we're always looking for sponsorships so someone that may know a lot of different companies or a lot of people may want to help us with sponsorships so however much they want to be involved. Oh, we've got Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference coming up in May, right? Yeah, can't forget so, about that. Exactly, what's that? It's 8th through the 10th. So that's something that you, know, you could get involved in and uh, contact us and we can put you in uh, contact with the right people there to, to volunteer, whether you've got four hours or whether you've got eight hours or if you're really looking to volunteer and do something long-term, we have lots of opportunities. And if somebody wants to come and uh, maybe they're not ready to volunteer yet, they just want to come and learn. So uh, you've got the, the monthly chapter meetings. Correct. And so those are the um, the second Wednesday of the month? Well, second Tuesday and or second Wednesday because yep. we now have three chapter meetings a month. We have uh, lunch in Boulder. Uh, we have dinner in downtown and then we have the next day's lunch in the DTC area so that's the second Tuesday and Wednesday of the month except for May which is the Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference yep. but go out to our website look and if you've got any questions feel free to email me and I, I enjoy talking with people and get to know them so don't hesitate to ask or say hey I've got an idea here and you know Special interest groups was an idea. Yep. And it's a huge success, and I've personally have gotten a lot out of it, and I've talked to so many people that have gotten so much out of this. Yeah, I mean, I think also, um, you know, ISSA has, uh, in Denver has, has matured to the point where, um, you know, if someone has a good idea, you know, they can come to you guys with that, and, you know, you can help nurture that idea and, and kind of get it going. I mean, the greatest example I think of that is the, the Women in Security oh, Special Interest Group. So. I know Sarah Avery for a long time had had this idea that she wanted to start a, um, a women in security group, 
but just hadn't figured out the, the best way to do it or the, the right, right way to, to get the momentum going. And, uh, you know, sort of teamed up with ISSA and started the Women in Security Special Interest Group, and it's just, it's been incredible. Oh, absolutely. And another area that we really are encouraging people to volunteer, we have a lot of experts out there that truly are experts in particular areas. And we want that knowledge to be transferred to other members. So we do put training classes on throughout the year. So if someone's out there and they say, hey, I really would like to help educate in these particular areas, then please contact us and let's have that discussion. And we'll put something together, work with you and, and help you get your idea developed and, and, and we'll get everything scheduled and make that possible. But uh, you know, some of the best training classes I've been to is not someone who does training commercially. Right. It is that individual that's been in the trenches, they've done it, they've got the solutions now. Here's what I've learned and let me show you. And I think those type of trainings go over really, really well. Yeah, and you know, you guys have had some great trainings in the past. Um, and I love that that, that full day training uh, sort of avenue is out there too. You know, I did one a couple years ago on NIST cybersecurity framework for, yes. the, for the chapter. Um, you know, we've had um, uh, Jim Manico, who's a an internationally known application security um, uh, trainer come in and do one on application security. There have been all kinds of folks that have come in to do that stuff. So it, it's right. really, again, a, a great benefit. Well, I went to your cybersecurity framework uh, presentation that you did or that educational session. And at the time, I wasn't using CSF. And nine months later, I, I've got to do CSF, what I'm going to do. I'm going to call Alex. Alex, you remember those spreadsheets that you had? Yeah. I don't think I've got copies, but <laughs> would you mind if I, you know, borrow those from you? And you're like, yeah, if you can use those, if that can. And just having that as a start made the job so much easier. And, you know, when you start out with that, then the end product is so much better and that benefits everyone, right? We, we cut down on the level of activity that those that might want to hurt us Right. can do so yeah and I good. think uh, you know one of the other lesser known things that the chapter does is the mentoring program too so mentoring program is, is, is very good Elizabeth uh, Bublitz is running that program now and she's doing an excellent job so if you think you're looking for a mentor or if you want to be a, a mentee then contact us we'll get you in contact but it, it, it's a great program whether you're on the technical side or if you're aspiring to be the next CISO, we can get you paired up with someone and give you an opportunity to develop those relationships. And uh, that's also occurring uh, for the women in security group as well. They've really been pairing people very well and getting some good mentor-mentee relationships. And that's a program we expect to continue well into the future. That's awesome. Um, and I know I've been participating in that um, have some great people that I've been been mentoring as part of the SSA mentor program, so that's been a lot of fun. Um, one of the other things that I think you know maybe we glossed over a little bit is about um, how ISSA works in general. So you know ISSA is a it's a membership organization. So I wonder if maybe you know you talk a little bit about that. Um, how if people want to join, they can join, and you know essentially what the benefits are. You know why is that you want, oh, you want sure. to be an ISSA member. Right, so um, 
ISSA is an international organization and all the memberships are handled through the international website. If so, if someone wanted to join, they would go to the international website and they would register, pay the fee of $95 to international. And then it, through the registration process, you get to choose what chapter that uh, you want to be associated with. And the great thing is you can be associated with multiple chapters. So recently we've uh, helped start a chapter up in northern Colorado in Fort Collins. And so I'm a member of that charter, uh, you know, uh, organization. So it's a good opportunity, you know, to, to be involved in, in multiple organizations. But, you know, we encourage people sign up, be part of, of Denver, and that's just another $25. For, for $120, they get to come to all the chapter meetings. We provide lunch or dinner at those. They get to come to all the special interest group meetings. We try to put on two to four trainings a year. We do our best to make those free as well, and we provide breakfast and lunch. And so most things we try to put on at zero are very little cost. And so you're going to get your your money back really, really quick. Yeah. And then also, you great things like the Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference. That fee structure is so that you join as an ISSA member, you get your money back very quickly because your reduced fees go into the Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference. And so, to me, it's high, high value. I don't know how you would put a percent rate right. of return on that, right. but it's, it's higher than any rate of return I've ever calculated, you know, being in the business world. Well, and I mean, yes, I think it is a great value. You get so much out of it, but you know, even at the starting point, even if you got um, less value out of it, it, it still is, it's a, such a low price point compared to a lot of the other organizations that are out there. Easy, easy entry and a great value, so I think that's really good. Right, and, and I had someone contact me this past month. They were a little confused with ISC squared, and they were mm -hmm. like, well, I don't have a certification. And I, you know, I explained to them, we're not a certification organization. That we, We're here to help educate people, you know, to help people network. And so it was a good conversation I had with them, but they were under the impression somehow that there was a certification required to know. Yeah. It's, uh, we're all security professionals trying to be the best we can be within our profession. Yep. So I, I think that the, the Fort Collins chapter, that, that's a great story and, and something um, maybe we could dive into a little bit more. Um, I wonder if you'd talk a little bit about, about that chapter, you know, why it got formed um, and, uh, you know, what's going on up there? Um, well, Laura Francis, uh, is the president of the chapter and this has been almost a year ago now that they wanted to form a chapter and and really the difficulty is if you live in the north part of Colorado you're not it's not very convenient to drive down to Boulder or to downtown or the DTC to try and get to an event yep. and there's a lot of technology up in the Fort Collins area and there's a lot of room for growth there. So they have started their chapter and uh, they've got all certified. It is a formal chapter now and they're having their monthly meetings and I'm not sure of, of the actual membership, but I know it's just grown very, very rapidly. And they made it the Northern Colorado uh, chapter and the idea is also it's so close to Wyoming that 
people can come down from Wyoming if they want to be part yeah. of ISSA. So we really salute that group for what they've done and how they've got that started. And it's, it's growing and there's a lot of interests. Yeah, and, and that's awesome. I know, you know, for a long time, um, for the Denver chapter, we had our one meeting that was in the tech center. And, you know, we felt like we were definitely excluding the people that were, you know, in Boulder. And, you know, sometimes it was, you know, even excluding the people that were in downtown Denver just because it's hard to get to a meeting, which, you know, eventually led us to, to creating those other monthly chapter meetings as part of the Denver chapter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to your point, even getting all the way up to Boulder, that, that still is a good ways for someone from Fort Collins to come down, say, for a lunch meeting or something like that. So I'm, I'm glad we were able to do that, um, get that, that extra chapter. And I think it just shows how vibrant the security community is in, in the front range where, you know, we've got a, the, the biggest chapter in the world in Denver. Um, we've got, it's either the second or third biggest chapter um, in Colorado Springs. Second largest in Colorado Springs. And then, um, you know, we still have enough room that we can, you know, start a third chapter up in Fort Collins. Absolutely. And anyone out there listening to the podcast, you're over a wide area. And if you come to the Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference and you want more information about those, we'll have a booth there. And all of the ISSA chapters here in the Colorado area will be represented. So if you're interested, in, let's say you're interested in the Fort, the Northern Colorado, we'll give you information about that. We'll tell you who to contact. Um, I'll drop an email and introduce you. I'll do whatever you need me to do to help you get associated with the chapter that you'd want to be associated with. I think the uh, you know the next frontier now is is Western Slope, right? We're going to get a, a, a Grand Junction chapter started. Yeah, I think it's, we're I think we're going to have the uh, special interest group that is associated with snowboarding and skiing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> get get a, a Vail chapter. Yeah, get a Vail chapter. Uh, I might yeah. sign up for that one real quick. Uh, like yeah, that sounds good. Um, so I I think we've covered a lot of topics. Um, we're getting. Uh, close to the end of time here. I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to talk about, James. Uh, we talked about volunteering yep. and I just would like to encourage everyone out there. If you don't think you have time to volunteer formally, then you can always make a difference. And that could be simply helping someone that's new in their career. Give them an encouraging word. Uh, help explain something to them. You, those small steps can really assist the overall good of the information security community. And I would highly encourage anyone that wants to develop, who wants to m make this greater Denver security community great, is really get in there and, and volunteer, find out where your niche is and how you can make it better and, and, and go out there and make it happen. So, you know, I, I have enjoyed it and I've learned so much and I've got to meet so many people. It's, it's just totally amazing. Yeah, that's great. Um, and, and then I think, you know, we've mentioned it a couple of times here, but the Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference, um, you know, co-organized between the Denver ISSA chapter and the Denver ISACA chapter coming up again May 8th through 10th. Um, I think we're going to have some great content this year. Um, you know, I, I'm helping organize, you're helping organize. The, uh, the attendee registration um, is open at this point. Mm -hmm. um, by the time uh, people are listening to this, the, the call for papers is going to be closed, so people have, have missed out on that. Um, and, you know, if you are a vendor and you want to sponsor the conference, um, we will be taking sponsorships all the way up until, you know, the day of the conference. So 
Um, if you're listening to this and it's before May 8th, then you could, you could still come and sponsor too. Um, but you know, the, again, the Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference has, has continued to grow. Um, we're again doing a three-day conference this year, one day of full pre-conference training and then two days of the, the normal conference tracks. Um, I, I think that we're, we're gonna have some great uh, pre-conference sessions. We're gonna have a, a cloud security pre-conference, a, a, a DevOps and security. Um, some folks from Red Canary are gonna talk about the uh, Atomic Red Team uh, testing framework that they came up with. Uh, we've got someone coming in talking about um, information security for auditors, you know, how to audit information security. Uh, lots of great stuff. Um, you know, we've got our keynotes um, that, that have been confirmed at this point and we're, uh, we're gonna be announcing all of the people that are gonna be speaking in the normal, the speaking right. lineup soon. But I think it's gonna be great. Well, I've had the opportunity over the past two years to travel around uh, and what's nice is when people don't know that I'm associated with ISSA and they're talking and they talk about the Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference, a lot of positive comments and I go, oh yeah, I'm associated with, you know, and it, it, it's really good because it's great value, great speakers and you're heading up the, the conference this year and everything I see, it's going to surpass last year and last year was great. So I'm looking forward to it and I think it's, it's going to be a good time. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it too. Not only to looking forward to ha having it happen, but looking forward to, you know, be done with the planning. That's, <laughs> that, that's always the flip side of it. Sure. So. Sure. And, and most people may not realize that planning starts in June, right? Yeah. The, the conference is in May, planning starts in June. So it's a year around thing and a large commitment, but uh, really good for the community. And I think yeah. it helps put Colorado on the map for information security. Yep, it's a great conference, and I do hear those comments as well from lots of people about uh, how much people enjoy it, what a good reputation it has. That's good. Um, well, I, I think we're just out of, about out of time, James. Um, any closing comments? Uh, again, I just want to congratulate you and Rob on what you've done with Colorado Equal Security. Yeah, I know this was a surprise <laughs> to you. And just so everybody knows, there were two awards given their duplicates so that Rob and Alex didn't have to share one. They could each have their own. But uh, when you go and look how much work and how much dedication it takes to put this on each and every week and to keep your website up to date, your website is always up to date. And how yeah. you guys do it, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's amazing. So again, Mostly, congratulations and, and very much appreciate it. Thanks, James. Mostly Rob's just a machine. You know, he just hammers through that stuff. So, uh, but anyway, thank you. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Uh, thanks for, for taking the time. Um, again, thank you for all this, the time that you put in ISSA. Uh, it's a great ISSA chapter here in Denver and I, it's only getting better. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I've really enjoyed having the time to speak with you. Awesome. This has been Colorado Equals Security, and we will talk to you next time. Learn more about the Colorado security scene at colorado-security.com, where you can see information about local security groups, a calendar of upcoming security events, and learn more about Colorado Equals Security. Reach out to Alex and Rob by emailing info at colorado-security.com. Until next time, remember, Colorado Equals Security.